I just always was taught and felt like and really believed that our opportunity that each of us have on this earth is to leave the world a better place than we found it. For me, it's really about alleviating pain and suffering and really helping people have the opportunities that I've been lucky to have to really explore their own potential. That's director of D.C.'s Department of Human Services, Laura Zeilinger. And this is Sounds from the Street. I'm your host, Adam Campy. Typically in this show, we meet men and women suffering from homelessness. But more and more, we'll get to meet people dedicated to creating economic opportunities for those experiencing homelessness. Beyond the scope of the nonprofit media center, Street Sense. And who better than Laura Zeilinger? Before being appointed director of the Department of Human Services by Mayor Bowser in 2014, Laura Zeilinger served as the executive director of the U.S. Interagency Council on Homelessness. In addition to 19 federal departments and agencies, Laura worked with partners in every sector, state, local, nonprofit, and private, to spearhead a massive effort called Opening Doors, Federal Strategic Plan to Prevent and End Homelessness. Laura is an attorney, a triathlete, a wife, and a mother. I met Laura in her office earlier this fall to learn about her work and the district's plan to end homelessness. The Department of Human Services is really an agency in the District of Columbia that supports people who have a variety of social and economic needs to get their basic needs met so that they can have the opportunity to improve the income in their household, their economic security. So we um, certainly we have a mission statement that's a lot more concise than that. But I really, what I said to our team when I started and the way I really think about our work is that we're on a social justice mission here at the Department of Human Services. We know there's a lot of um, disparity in the District of Columbia, and that shows up geographically, it shows up demographically, and that in a city that is thriving and growing the way that ours is, there are people who are longtime residents who have been left out of that growth. So the opportunity that we have here at the department is to help people uh, have access to the supports that they need so that they have the opportunity to access the opportunity and growth that is in our community. So our mission is really around doing that, around helping people with cash assistance, with uh, supplemental nutrition assistance or food stamps, and making sure they have medical care, that they have a safe, stable place that is home. And one of my core beliefs is that if you don't have those basic needs met, uh, your ability to somehow get a job is completely unrealistic. So we, we need to help people get their basic needs met and get access to things they will need to be able to pursue their dreams. And for years, you've been committed and very passionate about issues surrounding poverty and low-income families. What initially drew you to this world? Quite honestly, my upbringing, that it, it's some um, a value that my parents, my family instilled on me from the very beginning. Um, in Judaism, I'm Jewish, there's a, something called tikkun olam, which is, means rebuilding the world. And for me, that's really about people and the amount of pain and suffering that there is out there in the world that is really unnecessary. So that's always been what drives me. I think we all have passion. For some people, it's their art. For some people, it's innovation and business. And for me, it's really about, um, it's really about that. It's about 
alleviating pain and suffering and really helping people. And so that's what drives me. And it's been, you know, I've done a lot of different things in the career I've had so far, but I think that's been the common thread for me. Uh, so uh, I was here, actually, at DHS during Mayor Fenty's term in office as deputy director over program operations. And, and we did a lot of work on homelessness. We launched the Housing First initiative. We invested very heavily in permanent supportive housing. We helped thousands of individuals and families exit homelessness directly into housing with the Housing First approach. And we were seeing some really exciting results that got some national recognition. So when the mayor left office and I was looking at what to do next, I was approached by the Obama administration to join the U.S. Interagency Council on Homelessness, which is a really small federal agency that a lot of people don't even know exists, whose job it is to coordinate the federal response to homelessness. So it works across 19 uh, federal agencies and with stakeholders and the private sector and with state and city leaders on uh, solutions to homelessness. Uh, there's a federal strategic plan that has, um, I think, the probably the most publicized and well-known goal is the goal of ending homelessness among veterans by the end of this year, by the end of 2015, as well as sets out ambitious goals on ending chronic homelessness, ending homelessness for families, youth, and children, and really doing the kinds of systems change work uh, to get to a place where homelessness is rare, brief, and non-recurring for all individuals uh, in, in this great country of ours. I didn't come in as executive director. I came in over the national initiatives team, really, at that um, bridge between the national work um, that was happening at the federal policy level and states and communities. So I had the opportunity to travel the country to hear about what states and communities were doing to try to understand how we could, the federal level, use the resources and programs better um, and take away the barriers that states and communities had to using the resources effectively on solutions to homelessness and sharing best practices. And, and I absolutely loved that work. The mayor um, called me very shortly after she was elected and approached me about coming back to work in the district. At first, I was very flattered and honored that she called me, not necessarily looking to leave what I was doing in the administration, but uh, I became really convinced um, by her passion and commitment around the things that I really care about that we talked about, and most importantly, closing the opportunity gap here in the District of Columbia. So I felt like this is the time is really now to come in at the ground floor of an administration, help shape the policies and the budget, and um, finally do, I think, what needs to be done here in my hometown uh, to really realize some of those uh, really important objectives. So I, so I made the jump. One thing that is getting some buzz and that people who are involved in this issue are, are kind of excited about is the mayor's policy um, or pledge to end homelessness in, in D.C., homeward D.C. Can you talk about what that is, what the pledge is? Sure. So there's a strategic plan uh, called Homeward D.C., and that is uh, a plan that really looks at what are we trying to do and to end homelessness in the district. It sets out um, sort of modeled after opening doors, the federal strategic plan to prevent and end homelessness, both population-specific goals as well as work around what it would take to change the crisis response system, what happens for people when they experience homelessness in the district, what are the housing investments and solutions that we would need to realize all of the different goals in the plan, what do we need to do around access to employment and education to realize the goals. So Homeward DC really both sets that vision and the goals and lays out the strategies that we need in order to achieve those goals. There's a pledge that the mayor is asking people to sign just residents in the community to say, I'm 
part of this effort on ending homelessness. And it's really, while we have goals in the plan that are about all populations, and we are doing a lot of work for across, this is not about we're going to first focus on families and then we're going to focus on people who are unsheltered and then and people who are chronically homeless. We need to be able to walk and chew gum and really do many things at once. But the pledge is really um, more of a focus on what we're trying to do on family homelessness. We're working to close D.C. General. It's not a good place for families to get shelter and services and the supports they need to exit homelessness. It's what we have, and we certainly, the people who work there, do the best that they possibly can within the conditions, as do the residents and guests who are there at D.C. General. But that's not what it should look like, where people should have to come when they're experiencing homelessness, and it's not where kids should have to live for years. So uh, the mayor is very committed to closing D.C. General, but we, I think, learned a hard lesson way back um, when we had a large-scale congregate family shelter that was D.C. Village, that when we close a shelter like that, even if we're making huge investments in housing and solutions, we still need to have enough emergency capacity to meet the need. And so we will close D.C. General when we are able to do that, and we have resources that the mayor put into our budget to create small community-based shelters throughout the District of Columbia. And she's asking residents to really be a part of that with her. And so part of the pledge is saying, I I want the district to end homelessness for families. I support that goal, and I want to be a part of that. I think it is helpful because as we move forward with the next work, which is um, the hard work of helping people understand that shelter programs can be good neighbors, and uh, some people may feel like that is going to change their community in ways that they might find unwelcome but they support that they want us to close D.C. General and do things we want people to understand there's a connection between the two and to think about how they're really going to be part of the solution. So part of it is just helping people make that connection that um, this is, I can't say not here, not near me, but but yes, we, I do think this is something you should do because we want to be in all eight wards of the district. So one thing that really struck me about the pledge is a bullet that said, when everyone has stable or safe housing, we all benefit. Why is that? It's true in many different ways, and people have different orientation about what it means to benefit, right? So economically, we benefit. We know that it costs more money in taxpayer dollars and public dollars to serve people while they're experiencing homelessness than it does to provide them the supports they need to be in housing. Okay, in case you missed that fact, here it is again. We know that it costs more money in taxpayer dollars and public dollars to serve people while they're experiencing homelessness than it does to provide them the supports they need to be in housing. So we benefit economically in terms of just the bottom line in the budget. We benefit because I think no matter whether people believe that um, others are deserving or not deserving, they are not comfortable nor do they want to have to walk out of their doors or um, their businesses and see that there are people who are sitting there and experiencing homelessness and that is where they're, that is the only place they have to be. Um, they don't want to see people on the streets, whether it's out of, you know, compassion and for those folks and their humanity or whether it's just because they don't like the way it looks. You know, people don't want to see that. So we all, I think, can feel good when when people are not there because they've been locked up in jail or they've been forced out to a place that's just not visible, but when they're in housing. And when people are in housing, they thrive. These are folks who have enormous amount of potential, and they've experienced some really tough stuff that's put them where they are. But with the stability of housing, people do amazing things, things that they never thought possible for themselves and things that others may not have imagined possible for them. And everybody should have 
that opportunity. So, um, so we all benefit when people are in housing. If you could wave a wand, you'd, you'd one wish for, I guess, your hometown. I didn't realize that the nation's capital is your hometown. Or the nation regarding this issue, what would it be? There are two things. Um, one, we, we need affordable housing. We, we really need to increase the supply of affordable housing in communities. We have a homeless problem because we don't have enough housing that people can afford, and that's fundamental. So the most important thing that we can do to get ahead of this problem tactically when you break it down is the affordable housing piece of that. So that's one. I think the other, which is more, I think, theoretical or philosophical is I really just want people to remember all of the time, but for the grace of God go I, that frustrating as it is, the behaviors that can be associated with people when they are experiencing homelessness don't make those folks bad people, but it tends to the frustration about that doesn't bring out the best in in neighbors and people, and I just would like everybody to um, remember the humanity of folks who are in that really difficult situation they're in when they experience homelessness and um, and be part of the solution. That was advocate and director of the Department of Human Services, or DHS, Laura Zeilinger. You can learn more about DHS and Laura at dhs.dc.gov. And to learn more about StreetSense, DC's nonprofit media center who produces this podcast, go to streetsense.org. And to hear more sounds from the street, check out streetsense.org slash audio. Or find us on SoundCloud or the podcast app Stitcher. Please keep the conversation going on Facebook and Twitter at DC. The Sounds from the Street theme song, I Need a Dollar, How to Make It in America, performed by Aloe Black from the album Good Things, used courtesy of Stone's Throw Records. The song is composed by Aloe Black with Leon Michaels, Nick Movshan, and Jeff Dynamite, used by permission of songs of Cobalt Music Publishing, EMI Blackwood Music, slash Sony ATV. Excerpts of the following use courtesy of Creative Commons and found on WFMU's Free Music Archive. In Paler Skies by Blue Dot Sessions from the album Aeronaut. And from the Needle Drop Company, For Land, For Love, For Time, People Like You, and Piano Hymn, composed and performed by Wineland from the instrumental album Breaks in the Sun. And Gotta Keep Moving by The Losers from the album Starting Over. Just about to call 2015 a wrap. We'll be back in 2016 with the executive director of Street Sense, Brian Carone. Hope everyone has a wonderful new year, and uh, yeah, until then. <laughs> <laughs>